This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hi, I'm Hanif Baharudin and this is GG Well Played, the show that talks about all things video games. In conjunction with the release of the Uncharted film, we're going to be doing a look back on the Uncharted franchise. But before that, here's a recap of some of the biggest news in the world of gaming with Ofnil Ting and Daryl Ong. Alright, we're going to kick off today's news by talking about the long-awaited release of Lost Ark in the Western world. Despite some hiccups and delay during launch, the game was finally released to Western players and as anticipated, the hype got to a lot of players and it became Steam's second most played game of all time by concurrent players. Yes, the numbers tend to peak during the launch of a new game, but it's still an impressive feat by Lost Ark. That's right. According to SteamDB, Lost Ark passed Counter-Strike Global Offensive's all-time peak of more than 1.3 million players. The game still has a long way to go to beat the all-time record held by PUBG with 3.2 million concurrent players at one time. But who knows? Maybe MMORPGs will be coming back and becoming a dominant genre this year. Yeah, it's a good debut for Lost Ark, developed by Smilegate and Tripod Studio. As prior to coming to the West, the game was already pretty popular in this part of the world. Like we said, the launch is not without its hiccups, but suffice to say that the game is now making its waves on a global level after it was first released in South Korea in 2019. And up next, the composers to the iconic music from Halo that you're hearing right now are suing Microsoft over unpaid royalties. Marty O'Donnell and Mike Salvatore, creators of the iconic Halo music used when Bungie developed the games, as well as other Halo products, said that Microsoft still owes them royalty monies as far back as 20 years. Yeah, lawyers representing the pair filed the lawsuit to a Washington court in June 2020, and the case has been ongoing since. A date for mediation has been set, but if they can't agree to anything, the dispute will most likely go to court. O'Donnell and Salvatore are also exploring the possibility of blocking the release of the upcoming Halo TV show with a preliminary injunction and have instructed the lawyers to explore that possibility. The lawsuit that they have filed included six causes of action against Microsoft and they are breach of contract, breach of fiduciary duty to develop the royalty income in a joint venture, breach of duty to act in good faith and fair dealing, failure to provide an accounting partnership, unjust enrichment and tortuous interference. And this lawsuit was finally filed after years of attempts at trying to get some form of clarity from Microsoft without any success. Mm. From one shooter to another, and after reporting on a rumoured Modern Warfare 2 sequel last week that was teased out by developer Infinity Ward, publisher Activision Blizzard has confirmed that the next instalment of Call of Duty this year will be a follow-up to 2019's Modern Warfare. On top of that, players can also expect a new Warzone that's scheduled to be released concurrently with the new Modern Warfare. Both these games will be designed from the ground up with a new engine. 
That's right. They did not announce a release date as of yet, but suffice to say, it will probably be released at the end of the year, with November looking most likely. Now, apart from the Modern Warfare experience, the new Warzone is also something to look forward to, especially after developer Infinity Ward themselves admitted to botching the current Warzone experience and not being able to properly fix the game that's rife with bugs and instability. They seem to be aware of that and are looking to fix their mistakes in the new Warfare game, so, fans of Warfare, perhaps you can look forward to the new one coming later this year if the current experience is unbearable for you. Alright, moving on, Horizon Forbidden West, Guerrilla Games' highly anticipated sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, will be released at the end of this week. But before jumping onto that game, Herman House, formerly the managing director of Guerrilla Games, but now is head of PlayStation Studios, tweeted out the fact that Horizon Zero Dawn has just sold 20 million copies across both PS4 and PC. That's a highly impressive number for a single-player RPG game. And on top of that, House also revealed that more than one billion hours have been spent on Horizon Zero Dawn as well. Interesting news and an indication of how well we can expect Horizon Forbidden West to perform later down the line perhaps. We'll see, I don't know about you but um, us here at GGWP, we can't wait to get our hands on the game and uh, we'll be sure to talk about it when we're done so be on the lookout for that. Yeah, last but not least, an exciting one, the Malaysian Electronic Sports Federation, the MESF, have set a target of four medals and a top two finish overall in the Hanoi Sea Games happening this May from the 12th to the 23rd. MESF President Dato Anand S. Nathan expect the medals to come from Mobile Legends Bang Bang, PUBG Mobile, FIFA Online 4 and Arena of Valor. According to him, these games represent the best chance for us to win medals as we have a history of being competitive in these games. Apart from competing in these games, Malaysia will also be sending representatives to compete in PUBG Mobile Individual Category, Garena Free Fire, League of Legends PC Category, as well as both the men's and women's team events of League of Legends Wild Rift for Mobile. Malaysia won gold in Hearthstone and bronze in Mobile Legends team event when eSports made its debut as a medal sport in the 2019 edition of Sea Games in Manila and we're hoping to now better that record. Mm. The national selection trials for the tournament will take place from the 16th of February to the 6th of March and those who are selected will attend a two-month bootcamp at the NSC, the National Sports Council in Bukit Jalil and EBN eSports City at Quail City Mall. They will also be sent for exposure in both domestic and international competitions before heading off to Hanoi. Right, that's all we have for this week's news. Back to you, Hanif. Thank you very much, Ofnil and Daryl. Ahead of the release of the Uncharted film starring Mr. Spider-Man himself, Tom Holland as Nathan Drake and Mark Wahlberg as Sully, we've decided to focus our attention on the games that the movie is based on. The Uncharted franchise, developed by Naughty Dog, is indeed very popular and hugely successful and has become one of the more iconic franchises in gaming's history. Joining me to talk about the action-adventure franchise as a whole and what we love about the games are BFM's Sabrina Yusuf and Faik Shazwan Kuhiri. Uh, I first played it on the PS3, I played the third game and I instantly really enjoyed it. I liked how colourful the worlds are and the combat was really fun. It was difficult but also still frustrating at times, especially towards the end. But like I the, the payoff of like seeing 
what unfolds in front of you in all these environments is just really, really nice. I think I, I'm so biased in the sense that the third game as my entry into the franchise is my favorite one. Yeah, same. My, well, I I played the first game Uncharted One first when it, I think it came out for PS3, right? Yeah. PS3, yeah. So I, f- I played my first introduction to Uncharted was the first game, but I played maybe. 40 minutes tops of the game because uh, I found out that the controls were like super janky, mm. um, so I stopped playing. <laughs> But then I was too broke to buy more PlayStation 3 games at that point in time. Couldn't afford it because previously in the PS2 generation it was all five bucks for the game. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I so I skipped two, and then I, I I held off playing three for a while until I got my hands on Uncharted Three because uh, it was lended to me by a friend, and I played Uncharted Three, and it completely blew my my mind away. Completely fell in love with Uncharted Three and the Uncharted series after that, because after playing Uncharted Three, going through the plane sequence and all that kind of stuff, I just I, I just remember being completely amazed and and understanding. When people kept saying that, oh, this is the new generation of consoles or games or whatever, because mm. really felt that way when I played Uncharted 3, especially going through the plane sequence. Yeah, like for me, I came in quite late as well. I only played these games on PS4, so I played the, the remastered versions of the original trilogy, right, the Nathan Drake trilogy, essentially. That was actually my the reason why I finally bought a PS4, precisely because to play Uncharted, and that was because of the fact that I've heard a lot of things about the game, and I was like pretty much. Hype up for for the franchise as a whole, but I've never had the opportunity to actually play these games prior to I guess playing them on the PlayStation 4. And I think to be fair, I've always been a follower of Naughty Dog's work uh, ever since Crash Bandicoot. Obviously, I've played a bit of Jack and Dexter series. Um, never finished any Jack and Dexter game, but I've always followed and played all three games. So when they finally work on Uncharted, I was like, oh okay. So Naughty Dog is taking a different, drastically different, I guess, direction from you know the kind of games that they have been making pre- previously, right? Which is Uh, platformer, right? So I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I, when once I heard of the hype, you know, I followed the news as much as I didn't. Yeah, pretty much played any games in during the PS3 era. I was like, pretty much okay, looking forward to the game. And you know, when saw the trailer for Uncharted 4, I was like, pretty much impressed as well. So when the time came, I decided to just buy the franchise and started playing from the first from the beginning to the end. So it's kind of fun to actually follow the. Flow of the game and how much it has improved. I know what you mean, uh, Faik. You said when you said that the first game is a bit janky. Yes, it is kind of janky, but at the same time, I think it laid a good foundation for not only the game as as you know for what it is, uh, but also the characters. Right, you get mm. you, you get introduced mm. to all these characters, and as much as the I guess the first game wasn't that great in you know if you look at the franchise as a whole, it, it provides a good platform for you to int- to get to know all these characters. Right, and I think. The characters are also pretty much quite important in the franchise, right? Um, the set pieces, the action, the, the game—it's the games themselves are pretty much important. But the characters themselves are also pretty memorable, right? You're all right. Yeah. How do I look? Like 400 million bucks. Let's go. All right, I'm right behind you. Sully. Know what I love about partying with a bunch of crooks? What's that? Nobody cares if you smoke indoors. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a while. Too long, Boyle. <sighs> you remember my dead brother, right, Victor? Now you know I give him fifteen years. Yep. 
Good to see you live, Sam. Mm. Mm. For like the first game, um, you know, even considering how janky it was, I was kind of just rushing through it, wanted to get it done just so I can get to know the characters and the story. But like before this, I guess the only comparison I could draw to is for you know Tomb Raider games, right, Lara? Mm. <laughs> Nathan Drake is is refreshing in the sense that his personality is so much different as this, I guess, treasure hunter. And with Sully uh, as kind of like his counterpart, it, it's a really nice little dynamic. And to see them banter and him being a bit goofy and Sully being all rah, 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 you know. So it's, it's, it's nice to, um, I really enjoyed the, I guess, the dialogue that they had throughout the game. The back and forth between yeah, the characters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It felt like a movie, you know. Mm. It felt like, you know, like movie, national, national treasure. Yeah. Nicolas Cage. <laughs> it was like game version of Nicolas Cage. A very obscure reference there, considering that I think people will actually compare the, the game to or the games to uh, Indiana Jones actually. What do oh, you think yeah, of that yeah. comparison? Sure, yeah. But I prefer Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing, right? I think the game you know, is, is it as original as people think they are, considering the fact that, you know, from from movies, you can perhaps compare them to to Indiana Jones, the Indiana Jones series, and from the from a gaming perspective, you can also compare them to Tomb Raider. But I think for me personally, what makes Uncharted work is that they literally, I want to say, borrow. They were inspired by these two franchises, and actually, they made it work, right? You know, considering that I think, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, prior to the re- Tomb Raider reboot, Uncharted was the first game to actually, I guess, modernize the whole Tomb Raider concept, right? In terms of games, and as well as implementing that Indiana Jones. Traveller, adventurer element, right? Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah, if my memory serves me. Mm. Yeah, I never, like... I, I grew up playing a little bit of Tomb Raider games. So I was too young to understand any of the puzzles, so I really just quit. Correct. I just like, like, ooh, I'm Lara Croft, I'm so cool. <laughs> uh, so it was like... Um, I think I never had to... I, I never could have scratched that adventure itch, I mm. guess, mm-hmm. playing, like, um, Tomb Raider games, because... Yeah, I think at the time, there weren't a lot of the ones that were, I guess, you could compare to what Uncharted has achieved now. Correct. Um, even, mm. like, maybe i never given myself a chance to revisit these games or even the newer to read the games, but mm. I think, like, just experiencing Uncharted from the first, second, especially the third game, really, like, revived that sense of adventure mm. in these kind of linear mm. games, you know, mm. like, you know, mm. there's a chapter and then you go through these different environments and you just follow them in the story. Mm. Um, I think it's it's really fun to finally have that. Yeah. No, the thing about the original Tomb Raider games is that um, they it's also quite janky and it's much more janky than, than Uncharted in the sense that, you know, the control, uh, like literally tank controls that you have to... I, remember, I still remember playing one of them on PlayStation yeah. 1. It's not exactly as friendly. Not friendly at not all. Not friendly yeah. at all. So it's mm. actually quite quite awkward to actually play to the original Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. So, so I think Uncharted, yeah, that's the beauty of Uncharted as a game, right? Um, What about... The game's position as an action adventure game and how quote unquote linear the game is. Because I, I again, you know, I came in quite late and I also played this game perhaps, you know, at a time when we've been introduced to open world games and whatnot. And obviously I don't think it's fair to compare the two genres together because I think they're both two different games. But you know, it was pretty like 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 I was like, oh, okay, this game is actually pretty linear, you know? And not that that's a bad thing, because I feel like, you know, sometimes people can you know, still struggle to actually nail the the you know funness of linear action adventure mm-hmm. game, right? But what what one thing that's great about Uncharted is that, despite being linear, it's also good at I guess creating engaging moments for you to play, and mm. you know via the set pieces, via interesting characters and dialogues and progression, and also even the cover system. You know, 
which had, mm. at, at that time has been maybe in the first game still a bit janky and to be fair you know I, I'm, I'm sure you know, more veteran gamers who have played a lot more games would say that you know the cover system is not as sophisticated as X, Y and Z for example yeah. but I feel like you know it's pretty competent mm. and as much as it can get a bit formulaic you know you enter a room and you can sort of like sense that okay there's going to be enemies and you can yeah. sort of like know that oh there are covers covers quote unquote, created yeah. for you whether in the form of like literal crates or sometimes yeah. you can you know you can hide behind like stones and whatnot. Yeah. It is still fun enough to play. It's still fun enough to play because the thing about Uncharted games is that it's not just about the mechanics, but it's the totality of the whole experience, right? Yeah, and like I think that's what that linearity also what makes it really nice to play again. Mm. Like I remember playing the third game um, like so many times, like three times. I keep trying to like finish it on hard, you know, even though oh. it, it frustrates me so much. But it's fun to the the combat just alone is 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 really nice. I was never really into the multiplayer because I was too scared to play multiplayer. <laughs> but uh, it, I think like what they did with it was really, um, really polished and mm. even better in the fourth game. Mm. Fourth game, it was a lot more enjoyable to, um, I guess, the mechanics of it of the gameplay. It's just that I didn't feel like I had enough of the combat. It felt like it ended too quickly, mm. or like I didn't have enough opportunities to try all the guns and things like that. Mm. But yeah, I'm all for the linear, linear. How do you how do you say that word? Linearity. Linearity of the Uncharted series, because like, I enjoy. I think the one of the main things that I enjoy the most about Uncharted is that you can just escape, and for what, eighteen hours? How long does the game take? Well, well, I think the fourth one is actually quite long, like almost yeah. thirty hours, almost. Sure, yeah. whatever between like twenty hours or whatever. Mm. But in those 20 hours, you just get to escape and play hero. Yeah. You know, that's the best thing about Uncharted, you know. You don't have to figure out a complicated control sequence. You don't have to make moral choices. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to make moral choices. <laughs> just just strap onto Nathan Drake's shoes and play the story out, which I think is the most brilliant thing about Uncharted now. That was Faik Shazwan Kohiri and he's joined by Sabrina Yusuf and together we're talking about the Uncharted series. We're going to make way for some messages. More after this. Stay tuned. This is Gigi Well Played on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9. You're listening to Gigi Well Played. I'm your host Hanif Baharudin. Reminiscing about the Uncharted franchise, a hugely popular action-adventure series developed by Naughty Dog for Sony's consoles and soon available on PC, ahead of its theatrical release this week. As we said earlier, the games are memorable not only for their set pieces but also awesome characters and tight gameplay that's a bit linear but sufficient in providing a package that's wholesome and cinematic. But among all the games in the main series, which one is our favourite? Faik, Sabrina and I share our thoughts. I salute uh, Amy Henning. Amy Hennig is OG, you know what I mean? She's like the OG boss, creator of, of Uncharted series. Without her, we wouldn't be playing or be talking about this brilliant game. But I am a Neil Druckmann fanboy. <laughs> so that's why that's why uh, Uncharted 4 is the best okay. uh, Uncharted in my book. Sorry. Yeah. 
I, I'm still for the third one. I, but it's very close. The fourth one is very, very. Um, uh, of course, it being refined is an advantage, but it's also very um, fun to play. I think the thing I like about the third one the most is that the environments are so different from each other. So you start off in like a bar fight, and then you go to oh the smoker, know, right? Huh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so and and you go, you know, under London in this weird kind of ruins place, and then you go to Syria, and then suddenly you're in this bright, bright desert, or mm-hmm. you're going through the market streets. It's like I, and then at the end, the ancient city. It's glittering, it's golden, and it's abandoned, and then suddenly they're like, you know, demons running around. And of course, I didn't mention the freaking plane scene yes, and so hanging fun. off, the, you know. The cruise ship, the ship graveyard, it yes. really takes you like literally on like a roller coaster of these different environments and you get to really climb and explore and it's not like you explore and find stuff but like in, in you going through that level, it mm. takes you to like 10 different uh, layouts of what the level could be and mm. it's really really fun. I think that's what I like the most about the third game. Mm. I personally like the third one among the three games as well and I'm a bit surprised as to why I didn't follow the hype and actually love to as much uh, as a lot of other people as well. I mean, I get it. I, I'm trying to like look at, you know, I've tried looking at two, you know, at deeper level and trying to understand why, you know, people love it so much. And to be fair, there are a lot of interesting action sequences in two as well, including the train sequence, which a lot of people have hyped up. So, how do you plan on getting her off that speeding train? I haven't thought that far ahead. Of course not. Okay. Okay, here we go. No, hold on, hold on. You're almost there. Just... Now! Jump! Oh. I suppose, but I guess in totality, I actually yeah, prefer 3 as well over 2. As much as I also know why some people don't really prefer 3. It's because they say like the story is a bit, you know, there's a bit of like, a, the pacing is a bit off. Which is understandable considering the nature of what they're trying to tell as well. But I feel like it's also because of the fact that they're trying to make it a bit more reflective and also trying to somehow at that time tie up some loose ends as well. Mm. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think... It's a no-brainer that they're going to continue developing the game for the PS4, right? But it's just that at that time, they, they, I, I feel like, you know, they were trying to also tie up some loose, loose ends. But yeah, I agree with, with with Sabrina. You know, as I was playing the three games, three impressed me a lot more than the second one, you know? Yeah. Surprisingly. Yeah, like I can't, like, like what Sabrina mentioned, like the playing sequence is, is etched in my memory uh, as, you know, in my game uh, memory forever. It's so good. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and the second the second one is fun. I think if I had played the second one first, I think I would have liked it a lot. More. Same, it's yes. Just that I had like, you know, the expectations were just yeah. like went up went up the roof after playing Uncharted Three, right? Yeah, yeah. Go back to Uncharted Two. Playing hard. four playing four 
felt sometimes a little bit like playing the first one because it is, to me, it feels like very. It's not as as varied. The environment is varied and colorful as the number three mm. or even number two for that matter. It's mostly you know green ruins, jungles, <laughs> tropical places, and ancient temples. Yeah, uh, which is fine. The environments are beautiful. You get to explore this this pirate secret pirate city and stuff. But it's very same mm. yeah yeah for me I like f- the fourth one because I feel like in terms of what they're trying to achieve with the story it's definitely I, I guess I won't say miles better than the rest it's just that a bit more sophisticated a bit more sophisticated say, yeah. yes mm-hmm. a bit more sophisticated a bit more personal a bit more I guess everything is just much better and I guess and again again, I have to say that you know it's probably because of the technology that they're working with as well but it's just that everything is a bit more sophisticated you know I think I think I like that word you know it's a bit more just just a notch higher than the others and surprisingly you know I know what you mean Sabrina but at the same time the fourth game made me feel or made me want to actually explore or think about actual lost cities in in, in in the world right now in real life like I was thinking like oh there must be a lot of places like this in that are hidden because I think the fourth one is also a bit more grounded compared to the others and uh, and the thing about the other series that I guess it's a bit of a I won't say a miss it's not even a miss it's just that I'm a bit like oh okay they always you know inserted a bit of the supernatural element that I'm not a big fan of like like you know hinting at the fact that oh everything you know technically is, is mystic, mythical or like supernatural supernaturally driven whereas the fourth one I guess move away a bit from that and I think that's why I prefer it over over I guess the rest overall yeah did, did they bring back the mystical uh, element in Lost Legacy? I didn't, uh, oh, you didn't play it. well I, I played Lost Legacy not so much yeah it, is, it wasn't it wasn't I mean I, I think they, they were hints at it but I think yeah. it's just they didn't really explain it, yeah. it right? yeah it's yeah. still a bit okay. grounded yeah. I think for the fourth one like I guess it just wasn't the time for a supernatural element. Like they were talking about, you know, fixing a marriage and yeah. and you know having yeah, yeah. It's also this, with a long lost yeah. dead brother, right? So I guess if, I guess if there was a thing, it would be a bit out of place. Yeah. It's also this Neil Druckmann fella, lah. <laughs> you know, Mister Serious, Mister like everything has to be realistic. Mister Science, <laughs> yeah. Mister like oh, characters have to suffer. <laughs> Story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. And speaking, and speaking okay, Neil Drummond aside, uh, which I think we should talk about maybe you know in a different episode, you know, hinting at the other game. But, <laughs> but, but I guess um, the characters. Apart from the characters, you also have to, I guess, um, give a bit more attention to the voice actors for this game, right? Elena, wait. I don't get you. Look, I, I wanted to tell you. You know what? Enough. No, I wanted to, but how could I? I don't know. Just say it. I had to protect you. That is bullshit, Nate. You just didn't have the nerve to face me again. I, I knew you would react like this. How would you react? You lied to me for weeks. If you were killed, I, I wouldn't have even known about it. And now you have a brother. Who are you? Come on. I'm me. Come on, it's me. It's different this time. I have to save him. I don't even care about the treasure. The look on your face when you walked into this room. If you're done lying to me, then you should stop lying to yourself. I got a plane to catch. 
You do what you have to do. But phenomenal performances from all these actors, right? Um, making the characters come to life in, in a yes. really like, yeah, yeah, visceral yeah, yeah. way. Yes, <laughs> yeah. correct. Yeah, I think... Um, so I recently played uh, Mass Effect Andromeda and I had and I thought that the, the male protagonist voice actor is the same guy who played Nathan Fake. Because they sound... I mean, the inflection is the same. But like... Maybe it's because I haven't played in China well or something, or I miss playing it. I sat here and then I think, oh, it's like, oh, it's two different guys. He doesn't even have a wiki page. <laughs> oh, this guy sounds a lot like me. He's <laughs> not. But yeah, like, like I guess part of what makes the story so compelling also is the performances mm. of the voice actors. Like, they were really good and, mm. and um, really made the writing kind of work. Yeah. Uh, even as as weird, even as weird and kind of out of place sometimes it can be, like in the first one. <laughs> Uh, with like yeah yeah but especially like second onwards like the voice acting just like got amped up a notch right yeah which kind of like led to the kind of conversation that this is like becoming more cinematic right correct yeah mm-hmm. I was just about to, to, to talk about that yeah. yeah is it fair to say that you know Uncharted is perhaps one of the first few games that um I guess introduce this concept of making games a bit more cinematic. I'm sure there are there are other games before. And to be fair, I think you know games like Metal Gear Solid. Even I would sure. consider you know for for a yeah. game you know in that era, yeah, it was pretty cinematic with the cutscenes and all. But yeah. Uncharted takes it up notch by introducing the cinematic elements in your gameplay, right? The fact that all yes. the set pieces that we've talked about, you know how you know and how memorable they are are being done while you were playing the game, you know? And granted, you know, because of the linearity of the game itself, you know, they, they are able to achieve these things, you know, they're essentially quote-unquote scripted. But, yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, which is why, you know, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what I want to bring it up now, which is why I'm a bit baffled at the fact that, you know, they're trying to make the franchise into a movie, considering that, you know, oh, you yeah. know, based on the sophistication of the games, these games themselves, like, you know, is it even required? That's, you know? that's just, yeah. Is that even a thing? Do you even need to do a movie? Yeah. That's just Sony trying to make more money. <laughs> I know, I know. That's just, just, uh, what's his name? Tom Holland? Tom Holland. Yeah. You know. Finishing his contract. Yeah, just, just you know. Um, yeah, just playing out his contract. Yeah, I think the, the but the game did it really well. Like, mm. like you said, like, I don't know if, if having it actually as a movie would really do it justice. But the fact that the way that some of these cutscenes slash interactive gameplay that's happening plays out really smoothly and it flows very well. Sometimes, like, I'm just on my feet doing a cutscene, like, okay, when is something going to happen? Do yeah. I have to suddenly have to, like, move and yeah. jump? Because it's not like a yeah. quick-time event where yeah. you, you know, have to press a button or have to jump here and there. The walls are crumbling and you have to find quickly find a way out of this place. I think that's really what made it these environments um, fun to to move around. I think that's and this the way that they kind of directed it in that cinematic way made it a lot more engaging and, yeah. and fun to play. Because before in I guess uh, in in like previous games, not Uncharted, but like you would you would kind of switch off when a cutscene would play mm-hmm. right because you know oh this is past time like this is I'm supposed to kind of like sit back and just watch the story unfold or the, the scene unfold but with Uncharted you have to be engaged because because you don't know when you get to control the character again right mm-hmm. and they and they weave the cutscene and the and the uh, gameplay so so well that 
some might say that the whole game is a is a cutscene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, th- th- yeah, that's a fair, fair assessment. Do you think we'll see more of this? Like, like not and not just from Naughty Dog, obviously, because Naughty Dog also obviously um, went on to develop The Last of Us Part Two, which is also still retains the formula to a certain extent, yeah. although in a slightly different way. Mm. But do you think we'll be seeing a lot more of these types of games in the future, considering that, you know... Like Uncharted, you mean? Like Uncharted, yeah. You know, yeah. like, I, I know there's Tomb Raider as well, the new Tomb Raider, which is as good, you know. I'm, I don't know whether it's as popular, but I think, you know, it has a fan base as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, following the same the, I think the difference between... Because I've been playing... I've played the, 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 the recent Tomb Raiders as well. Mm. Um, but I think what Uncharted has is that kind of like Hollywood pizzazz. Oh, okay. You know the kind of like humor, the mm, the mm, witty mm. banter, the colorful kind of scenes and sceneries, whereas whereas um, Tomb Raider feels more kind of like gritty, you know, like <laughs> I'm an Very action. Batman versus yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's the yeah. Batman of, game, of yeah. Treasure Hunters, yeah. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. yeah, but but yeah, but Uncharted has that kind of like adventure, comedy, action kind of. Hollywood thing going on which I think is quite unique in a mm. game yeah. and yeah. they pulled it off quite well too without mm. it being you know like I guess cringy mm, it's yeah. easy to, to screw up the writing when you're going for that pizzazz but I think Uncharted did it really well mm. do you think I don't Uncharted- know if the movie is gonna <laughs> do the same <laughs> since it's literally Hollywood right yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's safe to say that Nathan Drake and his friends can stand on their own. Like, like I mean, we mentioned Tomb Raider, we mentioned Indiana Jones, but, you know, technically Nathan Drake can be his own person, right? If you think about it. Yeah, I think he already, I think he already started out as his own person, I think, even mm. in just the way that he is presented as this guy who kind of wings it all the time, doesn't really know what he wants even, but just kind of just wants to get going and see see what comes out. That already is is already kind of like a charm mm. to, to him. Mm. And fumbling around with his relationships and, you know, Sully as a father figure or something, <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah. yeah. Do you guys want to see a new Uncharted? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It feels like it feels like four games is, you know, <laughs> is good. Like, I don't want to, you know, push it and be like, maybe there's going to be a six game. Maybe <laughs> if it's a sort of Lost Legacy-like you know, branch of Uncharted. Um, maybe I think there's a lot of potential for it to really be, you know, different and still have the same elements that make Uncharted really fun. I think, I think that already is is really cool. Maybe it, maybe it wouldn't even be Uncharted. You know, maybe mm. it's something else entirely, but it still has the ingredients of Uncharted, for example. Mm. Yeah, I agree with Sabrina. Like, I, well, I personally think that the story of Nathan Drake might be over, and I, my personal opinion should be over mm. at, at number four because how they tied it up felt really good to me. Um, but if if Naughty Dog can 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 make a game or like a branch out through the different characters that come from Uncharted uh, into their own uh, game world. Um, but using the same ingredients that make Uncharted, the Uncharted series, so good, like I would, I would dive into that mm. easy. Yeah. I think it's also worth mentioning now that I think about it. Not a lot of games I can kind of think of when I, you know, if there's a first, second, third, and a fourth game, mm. 
and the the fourth game is really good. Yeah. Sometimes it just stops at the second. Yeah. <laughs> it just stops at it. Sometimes you don't even make a third game. Yeah. But I think I think it's I, I think it's really a feat that they could pull that off mm. and make really good games one after another. And it just keeps getting better. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. And I think, you know, my, my answer to my own question, Jay, is that I, I, I personally, you know, for Naughty Dog's sake as well, I don't really want them to actually continue with the franchise. But it would be great to see a bit of a, you know, spin-off here and there mm. as well. Only because I, I, you know, if there's a company that I actually, you know, am a fanboy of, quote-unquote, you know, is <laughs> actually Naughty Dog. So I, and I, I do believe in, I guess, the studio's ability to actually produce good games, mm. you know. Whether it's controversial or not, that's another thing. But I do think whatever games that they produce tend to be good. Can you imagine Art Uncharted in outer space? Ooh. Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> wow, yeah, that, that would be something. I mean, yeah. Wait, is the that most Ratchet, Uncharted. Is that Ratchet and Clank? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now that you mention it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they might be a bit. Yeah, Insomniac, not a doubt. They're, you know, equal. I would like to think, yeah, they're both good in their own ways, right? Yeah. Hmm. So, any last thoughts? Play Uncharted if you haven't played Uncharted yet. Yeah, there's that. Uh, I think there's that collection that's coming out, right? Is it? Yes. I'm not sure if it has all the four games, but I got the trilogy plus the fourth game, which I bought separately. So if you could get the trilogy, that'd be great. Just breeze through the first game, put it on easy. It's fine. You don't have to, you know. No, it's okay. Your ego's gonna be fine. Just put it on easy, finish it, and get on to the second one. It's really fun. Um, just, just yeah. It's if if you're in for like a good adventure story, not just a video game. Um, mm. Go for and try it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Are we gonna watch the movie? I'm gonna wait for it to come out on Netflix. <laughs> Maybe. I've only seen one movie in this entire pandemic, so <laughs> that's not really saying a lot. But yeah, maybe. You're tuned into GG Well Played, and that was BFM's Sabrina Yusuf as well as Faik Shazwan Kohiri. And together, we have shared our thoughts on the Uncharted franchise ahead of its theatrical release this week. If you'd like to listen to this episode again, look for the podcast on bfm.my, our app available on the Apple App Store or Google Play, and also Spotify. Do share your thoughts and the games that you play via our email, ggwp at bfm.my. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at BFM Radio. My name is Sanif Baharudin. Thanks for joining us. Game on and stay safe. This has been GG Well Played. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.